Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 27 for the 11th of December 2006. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On the Couch podcast number 27 with me, James Field. And I'm Ian Harris. How are you, James? Not too bad, Ian. We didn't quite get to our podcast. No, I was somewhat delayed on a return from a trip to India, but I'm uh, I'm now back and uh, ready and raring to go. Lots of news as well, and you've had a uh, little bit of a chance to to play with your toys since. Uh, exactly, so it's kind of fortuitous in a way that we've okay, we've delayed a bit more time. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, also. Some of you may know it's the, or may not know, it's the uh, kind of a momentous event has happened, we've learned of, since uh, we've had the 70th anniversary of the launch of HD. HD? HD to High Definition Television, really? which is quite cool. How does that work? It's kind of English news as well, so I'd like to squeeze that one into the UK stuff, mm-hmm. which is um, back in 1936, uh, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, was trialling different technologies for broadcasting of television. And up to that stage, there'd only been really low resolution television, like 30 to 50 lines of TV. Really, lines. And it's all obviously black and white, or yes. probably green, actually. <laughs> um, so they, they trialled a system, two systems, one from John Logie Baird, who I think is famed as the kind of inventor. He's kind of been known as the kind inventor, of, uh, But I'm sure listeners in America will probably say Thomas Edison invented it or something. Uh-huh. But uh, I guess this is, if you're looking just what is television, it's maybe, yes. res- maybe the earlier ones, the low-res ones, weren't television um but they they pumped for a marconi emi tv uh, a system which is 405 lines 50 frames per second so wow. going from 30 to 405 is like an <laughs> it's like an order of magnitude difference so yeah. that would be like us going in pal 500 to 5000 lines so uh, like the cool thing you saw at ibc earlier in the year mm-hmm that was an order of magnitude of the ultra high definition ultra high yeah. but it's like an order of magnitude so back in 1936 they were doing the wow. same so uh, anyway, a little bit of a... Uh, so we've had 70 years of television. High definition television. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's now for the, now the quantum leap. And I don't think it is a quantum leap, really. I think that's one of the comparisons, yeah. certainly in, in the UK, where we've got um, 625 lines going to 720 is not a big deal. That's true. I mean, so, even though you have twice as many pixels across... Yeah, it's... And 1080i does give you more pixels down as well. Goes to yeah, it's better, but, but it's not that quantum leap they must have had exactly. 70 years ago when they went from 30 lines to 405. <laughs> that would be like, ooh. Yes. Um, so that's Coolio. Um, what else is happening in the UK? Yeah, UK, uh, I saw Eric Schmidt and James Murdoch get up and do the, the thing at the end of last week. They were talking about uh, kind of Sky collaborating with, uh, with Google. Um, which yes, seems to me like, uh, we'll talk about Sky British Telecom later on, but British Telecom mm. has a tie-up with Yahoo. Ah, I see. Where they do, Yahoo hosts the mail service and provides like an information portal mm-hmm. and I guess does a search mm-hmm. for them. It seems to be that Sky is doing the same thing with Google, where they're going to have a right. branded Gmail, or Gmail's going to run the Sky.com account, so users can have that kind of thing. So uh, it looks to me like a similar place as Sky mm. when they get into the broadband states, because clearly at the moment, Sky in the UK, pretty much satellite operator only. Yep, um, look at their free broadband product. That you, if you have Sky, you can get free broadband. So and you live in the right place. I mean, I've, ah, right. I've yet to meet anyone who has it. Okay. Um, so you have to live in the right place, which is like uh, home choice or something like that. Yes. So same thing. Um, 
So they're also going to do user-generated video portal mm-hmm. powered by Google's Well, video. obviously, they'll get the, the YouTube stuff, so it'll be one mm. better than Yahoo because mm. they need to, and we'll come on later on to talk about the BT Vision proposition, yes. they've got to do something better from a market perspective. But I was, uh, I was surprised that Google kind of noticed this little operator over in the small island in Europe. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I just hope that more people get the chance to, to get Sky and see what Google can do. Because mm. I guess it's kind of like a, a branded. Well, it's an interesting play for Google as well to start mm-hmm. stepping into a space that's beyond just an anonymous person on the internet, but an actual a branded site. I yeah. think they do that already, though, for Google search and stuff. You can, okay. you'll, they will host, the, they'll do the searching for you. Like right. if you're a corporation, you can get a Google search appliance and you can put it in your corporation so it'll just search all the stuff in your, mm-hmm. your, your intranet. And then you can use that. So they're already kind of doing that, but I guess this is more a white-labeled service for YouTube and a white-labeled service for Gmail. Right. Because Gmail, you know, I think it's a beta, right? Yeah, it's still beta. It's a beta. So, yeah. essentially, they've, they've worked out how to do a massively scalable mail system with spam filtering and stuff, and now they've essentially sold that, I guess, to Sky yeah. or done some kind of partnership. That sounds good. Apparently, the spam filtering in Gmail is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I don't get, I don't get much Gmail, but obviously, I don't get much spam Gmail either. So, <laughs> um, interesting. Um, on the international front, I guess keeping in the sort of maybe the Murdochy uh, satellite mm. frame, um, it looks like the the sale of Directv to Liberty Media. So between News Corporation and Liberty Media, looks like it's probably going ahead. Yes, uh, all, all accounts say. Obviously, we don't know anything more than that. But uh, it's interesting. I think um, the idea that uh, I mean, Directv is is obviously a very key broadcaster worldwide. So for Murdoch to give that up. The article we've got comments on the fact that he's looking at the distribution power uh, that he has brought on by the increased use of the web. So he's kind of seeing mm. that uh, the internet well, I mean, being he, another medium for getting customers. I kind of dispute your fact that it's a really important broadcaster. I mean, it's probably got fifteen, well, nearly fifteen million homes, I think. Which, in right. the scheme of things, if you look at cable in the US, which is like ninety million homes, I think oh, yeah, it's okay. not. It's not that big. Mm. Um, so it's important, maybe. Maybe News Corp are finding that there's more opposition to getting on cable networks c- because they're effectively competing against them on, on satellite. So I see. it's okay. not, I mean, it, it's a big deal, um, but I don't think it's, the maybe, maybe the internet's more uh, well, pervasive. Exactly. And, you, you know. and, and then with the internet, you can reach mm. every home as opposed to just exactly. the ones with the satellite dish. Exactly. So, I mean, but we'll, we'll watch and see what happens there. That sounds, that looks quite interesting. Um, obviously a big media transaction if it goes ahead. So well, that'll be sure quite if. exciting. Um, now, on the content delivery side, you found some wacky translated thing from using old AltaVista's Babelfish software, which I've used that every now and again, actually, um, about something to do in the Netherlands. What's all this about? Well, this is the first country that's actually switching off analog television. Now, we've heard right. a lot about the analog switch off so that the governments can reuse the spectrum and sell it off for doing other things. This mm. is the first, company, first country I've seen to actually switch off analog altogether and go digital. So this sounds like a very momentous thing. Yes, uh, except <laughs> nobody's actually watching Ned 1, Ned 2, and Ned 3, it says here. <laughs> Which are the no. TV channels in uh, the Netherlands. But um, in Amsterdam especially, it's all cable. Like it's, it's when I heard pretty much the whole of the Netherlands is, is cable, well, basically. Yep. Um, and there's very little satellite there. It's pretty much all cable. Um, yeah. And one of the things is they, I mean, they have beautiful buildings and beautiful uh, streetscapes mm. and they really didn't want to mess it up by uh, whacking satellite dishes everywhere. And in fact, even antennas mm. everywhere. 
Um, so that's something you notice about Amsterdam is that it's a very clean skyline. There's not these antennas stuck all over the sprouting mm. off buildings all over the place. That's true, but you'd think it's a very pretty flat place, isn't it? You could just whack a big antenna up in the middle of the country. <laughs> and cut the whole thing. Put a few windmills on it, make it just blend in. <laughs> you'd be fine. Um, so there you go. First country to get analog switch off happening, and it's yeah. they're, they're actually broadcasting digital terrestrial from what I can gather by the translation, but... I mean, and as it says here, and other influences are it for absolutely no Hertzian system, possibly ongoing 100% guarantee cover. <laughs> <laughs> I think Babelfish needs a bit of, <laughs> bit of improvement. Um, Fantastic. But uh, <laughs> brilliant. Um, the quality of this story is amazing. Um, so that's content delivery. I, I also found, I guess it's kind of content delivery. Is this Venice project we talked a bit, mm. bit more before? Which well, can seems, you share um, any more about that? What is it? Well... I'm still not quite sure. I think it's kind of maybe it's we're segueing into the IPTV segment here, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind. Of, it seems to be looks like a PC-based client or maybe a Linux-based client or something right. to watch television and look at RSS PC? feeds. And right. I think it, it looks like it's trying to be a ten-foot interface. Okay, but equally, the screenshots we've seen on some French blogger site look like it's more of a computer kind of interface. So. Okay. Not really sure what it's all about, but they are doing a beta beta trial. Um, if someone's had a chance to look at it and give us a bit of first-hand feedback, yeah, that'd be great. Um, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Um, then I think you can sign up for a beta on the Venice Project. Let me have a quick looky here. I think it's theveniceproject.com. Sign up for beta testing. So if anyone mm. wants to have a look at that, let us know. That'd be great. Probably fine if you sign up. It says you can't tell anyone about it. But, uh, <laughs> That's right. Anyway, um, worth a looky see. So, um, kind of UK, kind of IPTV, Microsoft mm-hmm. has launched its, um, its fifth technology site with BT Vision here in the UK. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, this is a combo box of a free view, which is the digital terrestrial box. It's got a hard disk in it and receives content, I guess, through progressive download. On, uh, we talked a little bit about it on the last episode, but progressive download to the disk and you can buy content. Um, they, uh, I did actually, I signed up for it, but... Well, I signed up for someone to contact me, but they haven't. So, but I guess I'm kind of not alone there. They're probably inundated at the moment. Yeah. Well, if it's free, if you're an existing BT broadband subscriber, they mm. say, you know, it's, it's free, essentially. You have to pay for someone to come around and install the box, which suggests that it's a bit tricky. <laughs> well, I think they, they, it says they're getting to uh, self-install next year, but um, I think yeah. at that stage, they're just, uh, BT's playing it softly, softly, just wants to make sure yeah. that... Or is the software a bit flaky, so they yeah, need someone to be there and yeah, babysit no, it? No, 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 no. The uh, BT retail chief executive, Ian Livingston, says... Uh, no, he doesn't actually. Says it's very easy to install. <laughs> but we I've, still I've need seen a quote that says, it all works. What are you talking about? Don't give me this Microsoft stuff doesn't work rubbish. It's yeah. all good. But um, I did see the one in France they deployed there, and I think the, the disc was in the box, but it was like not working at the start. There was kind of a phase two or three. They'd get the disc working. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're aiming to have two to three million vision customers in the medium term. Yeah. I presume that means like end of next year. Well, if they've already got the broadband customers, it should be a, mm. a no-brainer, um, except mm. getting them to part with the money. I think it'll only take off once they can just mail them the box for free. Well, that's right. I mean, and that'll stop them, because they want to stop them churning to get broadband exactly. from the free guys, you know. Exactly. So they've got an installation fee of £60, so mm. if that goes away with a self-install, then, you've got, then you're down to £30 for a connection charge, which is obviously an arbitrary just get you on board charge. Well, it's to try and offset the massive subsidy for the set-top box. Apparently the set-top box is worth £200. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, true. Worth 200 pounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you get it for free. 
it's a value proposition, isn't it? The so v, they, it's called they, the V-Box, the V-box. Right? So what are they charging for content? Looks like about um, movies for about two to three pounds. Uh, replay TV for about a pound. Is that um, any stuff, Replay TV? Yeah, I think a certain set of the channels that they have, you can mm. go back and watch anything in the last week that's been on, which is cool. Right, okay. Concerts, um, documentaries. Uh, see that? In my mind, you know, my experience, this a la carte stuff doesn't work. Really? You'll quickly say, well, can I not just subscribe to a package of stuff? Because you'll think, hang on, I've just spent, it all adds up, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not convinced. That, but that's uh, funny because everyone that's on one of these subscription things says, I just want channel X and channel Y, and I don't want mm. all these other channels. Why can't I just pay for that? Well, for channels, yeah, but this is, this is event-based. True. And I don't know, you know, can you then go and does it sit on your shelf and can you then go back and watch it anytime you like or is it literally, that's it, you've got it once and once you've right. watched it, game over. There's, there's no details about what that is. So, I mean, I'd, right. I'd feel a bit fleeced if I've paid, you know, one ninety nine. It's, it's a, a music video, 29 pence, right? Right. So if I watch the music video, do I then have to pay 29 pence to watch it again? Okay. Or do I have it for, am I renting it? Is it always there in my kind of like video jukebox? These are questions we don't know the answers to. Yeah, well, I'll see what I can find out for next week. But yeah. Uh, I mean, the idea being that they're trying to undercut uh, high street um, video rental stores, which... Um, well, I think they're on the way out anyway, I think. I mean, um, pretty, uh, you know, they don't, I think in, uh, certainly in the UK, they aren't very... There's no video with DVD rentals, perhaps. I mean, VHS is, is pretty much gone, I think. Um, yeah, sorry, DVD rentals. The wacky so. thing, I, th- I mean, because live sports is always a major ingredient for any pay TV mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. BT Vision have announced near live. <laughs> Which, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, I think it means it's not live. It can't be too far off it. Well, After I, the match? Is it how close can I don't it be? Think it's, yeah, this is it. I mean, near live. It's obviously some rights package they can buy, yeah. but I think it'll be highlights at the end of the day or something like that, which may be interesting. We'll, um, we'll see. Anywho, that's... Uh, well, that's you've signed up. We'll see what happens. Signed up, hopefully, at well, one stage. Once it gets out to the muddy villages in Hampshire, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but as I said, I've got, I think I've got the bandwidth there, so I think it'll, it'll pop out. Um, okay. What's the next story we've got? Moving on to mobile TV. We've got um, an article about Telefonica mm. deciding to put mobile TV on hold. Right. So they've, um, <clears throat> they've got the head of Telefonica... International saying, before launching it, and that is mobile TV, massively, we need to know what proposition our clients want. Um, so they're not... Um, they're not sure. They're not really sure. Yeah. That kind it's of funny a for them to put out a, some sort of press release or interview or something saying, we're really not sure what we're doing, but we're not doing it yet. But they're doing technical tests, aren't they? Mm. Um, and any, any clues on the technology? They're looking at DBH, DMB, 3G, or just they're just not sure? I don't think they're sure either. Yeah. We just we also had um, uh, a mobile TV trial finish up in Cambridge in the UK, right? Um, quite successfully, from what I gather. So I'll see what else we can find out about that for next week. Yeah, I mean, I think that's there was something in the UK about the consortium putting together to do a new standard which would sit in and mesh over the existing three G network, so they could use the bandwidth. Because right. the problem, as we know here in the UK, there's no spectrum for the DVDH yes. stuff until they switch off analog. So yes, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, um, I think it's gaming stuff now, isn't it? Lots yeah. of gaming news, of Lots course. Of news. You've been weeing all weekend, I understand, Ian. That's right. Well, I picked up my Nintendo Wii on Friday morning and brought it into the office and set it up. Uh-huh. And um, I was pleased to see that having left it set up all day, every time I walked past, there was someone playing boxing or tennis or golf or yeah. one of these things. And um, having had a chance to play with it now, um, and I must admit my hopes were high for 
what it would be like and what the yeah. interface would be like and how it would work. Um, and it's actually very nice to use. It's very easy. Is it as good as you thought it was going to be? It's different from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, it's better mm. in that the way you interact with the television screen, you've got... Um, uh, I mean, in, you Do you have to calibrate the, the Wiimote or is it just you just use it? No, it, there's a little sensor bar that sits on top or above your television, yeah. which gives it some sort of extra... Is it an antenna? Just an antenna? No, it's, an infrared, it's an infrared transmitter, right. which the front of the Wii remote uses to somehow calibrate where it thinks it is. Um, but you kind of hold your remote out and your wave Wii it mode. around. <laughs> yeah. Your Wiimote. And a little hand moves around the, uh, the screen as you move it around, just like a mouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because it's, uh, you're using your wrist in a kind of you know, up and down movement, yeah. like a up and down a wall as opposed yeah. to... Painting paintbrush. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to back and forth like a mouse. Mm. It actually feels very natural because that's more like the way your wrist moves as opposed yeah. to when you use a mouse, you actually have to move your whole arm to move your mouse Yeah, around. right, right. So it feels very natural, and and it's actually got uh, like a rumble, a very soft kind of rumble thing. Does it have a speaker in it as well? I heard it's got it. a speaker as well. Yeah, um, which is used in some cases. And I heard there's memory as well in the controller, but yeah, I don't quite know what that's surprising. for. It's actually a very complicated device, so you can actually. Well, let me back up a bit. Yeah. Uh, when you first set up your console, you can create a me M I, which is a little little guy or girl. It looks <laughs> right. You can change it's an avatar, the, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You change all the picture of uh, uh, the way the face looks and to make it look. Just like you. Right. Or as much as it can <laughs> look like you. And, and that's uh, uploaded to the Wiimote. And you can actually put it onto your Wiimote and right. then take your Wiimote across to your friends and, and you'll play with your character. That's your on me your will appear there. Yes, that's okay. right. So it's, it's kind of cool like that. Uh, it uses Bluetooth to right. communicate with the, uh, the actual console. So there's been lots of hacks on the internet of people taking now, did their Did you have to leave it plugged in to charge it up for 18 hours before using it? No, it comes up, it comes with batteries, and you plug it in the way you go. So it's fully rechargeable batteries, sorry, or they just normal regular batteries. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So out of the box, you're up and you're running. So it's actually quite a sophisticated device, and mm-hmm. it allows you to um, move a little point around the screen. It actually right. senses uh, tilt as well, so you can yeah. tilt it left and right if you like. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, movement in those directions. And there's a little thing that attaches to it. The nunchuck uh, called a nunchuck, which is unfortunate because. It's just a, it's a couple of buttons and a joystick analog thing. joystick, but yeah. it also has motion sensors in it as well. Oh, right. Okay. So, when you're playing boxing, you're actually holding these things in both hands. And, and they're joined together. And down. They've got a cable that connects to the Wiimote that does all the transmitting. Right. Okay. And then you can punch and- So, is boxing your best hands. game? I'm pretty good at bowling, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a game with one of the guys here at work on, uh, on Friday afternoon, and uh-huh. by the end, we were getting pretty good at getting strikes, and it was yeah. quite exciting. <laughs> It's surprising how did you just get the one game? You just got Wii Sports. I got uh, Wii Sports came with it. I got Zelda, which I haven't had a chance to play with yet, right. and um, uh, Rayman's Raving Rabbits. Right, this is, is where you go and just kill lots of rabbits <laughs> <laughs> with the guy with the hands but no arms. Well, it's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rayman's a kind of um, cartoony uh, gaming Thing. character yeah. that's had a had a long history, um, and it's just, it's basically a series of little mini games. Right. Using the Wii remote and nunchuck yeah. to do different things. So in some cases, you're. It sounds. Bizarre. Have you played that one? Then? Yeah, it's, okay. it's actually surprisingly good fun. So in one case, you're running around shooting um, plungers at bunnies. <laughs> the plunger has a. This is like yeah. <laughs> it's it's for kids, so it's kind of like you know. It's uh, in one of the other cases, you're uh, or big kids in this case. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The little bunnies go into a series of lavatories. And right. the doors are slowly opening and you've got to re- you move your Wii remote around and, and shake it at the right places to keep the doors shut. 
Right. Um, <laughs> and if you don't, there's obviously bad effects. There's one, there's one where there's... Is a, that, I mean, as far as latency and stuff, is it pretty much instant? There's no... It's pretty close. Is it? There's a bit of a lag. Yeah. Um, but you actually start to learn to anticipate it anyway. Right. So, it, it actually... It doesn't seem to matter after once you get used to the fact that you need to anticipate But I don't think things. in a boxing game or something, you've got to be quite kind of mm. quick. Does it rumble when you get hit and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you, f- you feel it whenever you do something. In the, yeah. in the games of the sport games, the speaker is actually used to tell you stuff. Right. So, when you're taking turns in a game, for example, in golf, yeah. it's quite cute because if you've got two people holding two different remotes, yeah. then one of them buzzes and beeps at you and kind of dings at you when it's your turn to play. Okay. So, it feels like it's kind of calling you to the game. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very nice. Does it speak feel. though? Does it make noise or is it just like a... Beep? Yeah, you can, it can... has when you're, when you're playing boxing and you're down for the count, you can hear it saying, counting down to okay. when you're about to be knocked out. Yeah, wow. Wow. Well, we look forward to a bit of an update on that when you've been Surprising using your samurai sword and getting all that going and stuff. But different, exactly. you were quite chuffed by that. Your your DS has been demoted. It has, I'm afraid. And the the Wii out of the box connects to the internet over wireless. Yeah, that was um, just. Did that have any configuration issues? Or was it just up and? Yeah, running? it's very easy. Just yeah. set up your uh, web password and away you go. Yeah. Um, and you're meant to be able to send mail and receive mail on that yet. But I haven't been able to get that working. Yeah, typing would be tricky with a remote. I guess it's surprisingly easy. It's a big keyboard, and you why <laughs> you're tapping it's the keys. Easy. Yeah, surprising. So that's the Wii. Fantastic so you have, to have you have to sign up for an account for that to get Wii points or something to buy games. You can actually. It's got a like an Xbox Live type store where you can. Yeah. Uh, What's that called? Buy the, games. The Wii Shop or something. Wii Shop. Yeah, but the, there was only about a dozen games of which one of them looked interesting. But yeah, the six pounds equivalent. Is it, is it money it. or is it Wii points or yeah, something? Yeah, you, you get Wii points, but you have to buy them right. in real money and then exchange them for points and then spend the points. Okay. Well, we look forward to getting an update on that in future So, we've so got a GPS receiver for the PSP. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, what, this came out um, last week, right? looks pretty um, interesting, but... And obviously, I'd be interested in getting one of these as a, uh, an in-car navigation, but it's obviously only launched in Japan. At the moment, um, I mean, there's a great screen on the PSP. That'd be fantastic for navigation. Yeah. But I guess you'd need to get the the pluggy in thing. It's very small. It looks a bit fragile, though. If, if you just plug it in, then you need to have the dashboard mount and all the bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's pretty. It's about thirty pounds, sixty dollars US. Right. Looks like quite a cool thing. If you get some um, maps happening on there, that'd be. I mean, with all the, the graphical power on the P, mm-hmm. you know, the PSP, you could have beautiful three D rendered streetscapes floating by as you yeah. were driving. No, I think it would, it would probably be... Uh, I'd definitely look at getting one of these, I think, to get the uh, another uh, sat-nav for... Because uh, you can never have just one sat-nav. <laughs> <laughs> this is more for my wife's car, I think, <laughs> because she keeps moaning that she doesn't know how to get to places, so... Um, Fantastic. But I think when it, when we've talked about one of those... Uh, There's a series of games, not really games, information packs you can get for the PSP that yeah. has, like, Rome and Prague. The Lonely and Planet and things, right? Yeah, the Lonely exactly Planet. travel information, which... Yeah. If you had this plugged in and you could wander around the city and it would say... You're now at the Coliseum, blah, 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 and tell you all about it. Yeah. That, would be, that would be very Or cool. even stuff, I guess, like, you could use the browser with Google Earth on. You could just, if it knew where you, where you were, you could just have, you could like, this is it. see a picture of where yeah. you are without actually hearing go. Yeah, and with Google with Earth and stuff, you can just say, that would know, be cool, actually. type in some yeah. stuff, find, show me this, and it can tell you how to get there. Very neat. Which would be quite funky. So, so uh, I think there's, not, there's only a couple of games that actually use the GPS at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're saying you can, like, golf, obviously, but then that's, like, a cheaty golf thing where you tells you about the golf course and where you are and how far to the pin which is I already know where I am so I think and also it's a bit of a large thing to lug around when you're playing golf mm-hmm. um, Metal Gear Solid which is where you can recruit 
mercenaries and stuff, depending on where you are, I guess they it must be fairly basic. Like, you know, you're in Japan, you get <laughs> Mr. Asagi, the samurai warrior, and you're in America, you get G.I. Joe. You know, I can... But have, again, this is one of the, this is the same problem with the Zune. Mm. You need to have a stack of people around you with the same I don't think this is not recruiting other effect. people. It's just like you get access to characters depending on where oh, you are. right. But... Really? But you can just choose where you are. I mean, you know... Japan no, but if you're Australia, GPS, you, can. you can't choose where you are. Oh, it tells you where you are. Yeah, well, you, this is where you are, and this is who's available where you are. But right. to me, unless you're a sort of a globe trotter no, it's not going to be very useful is it found, the planetarium know, looks quite interesting but planetarium oh you can see what no this is where you can see but I mean I can't imagine that lying on your back with a, G, with a PSP sort of thing oh that's what should be there oh and that's what is there oh there it is but then maybe it'll <laughs> identify <laughs> the things for you I'll tell you what the stars yeah which are. would be, oh, which be, be cool. quite cool okay. actually I suppose see we're struggling um, to find a reason here aren't we yeah and uh, it just looks like I mean the thing itself listeners looks like a sort of fairly large postage stamp that sticks out of the bank. I hope it folds in somewhere that would just get snapped off. Yeah. Anyway. It looks like it screws in, so maybe it won't. So lots of off. game action here. That looks pretty cool. Um, I think the, uh, the Wii sounds like something I've got to get my hands on at some stage. Um, yeah, I might have to bring it back in. Yeah. Because uh, the guys this morning were going, oh, did you bring it back in? If the experiential stuff and the titles are there, I'd be interested to get your feedback on maybe more of a fast action pace thing. If there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah. If you know how does that really going to work, and I guess more swooshing and whatever, but uh, yeah, it's okay in games where you need to anticipate anyway. Yeah. But in something where it needs very precise control, I think it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it goes. And you know, if uh, if you start shedding loads of pounds and get really fit that's playing right, bowling boxing and boxing, boxing yeah, and whatever, right. and, and how's that, how's that going to work? And also, uh, you know, just whether it's because I ha- you hear about oh, it's really sold out, everyone's, but no real first-hand accounts, so it's good to get some. Some first-hand account stuff there. Yeah, so. well, some of the guys here are saying, at uh, work are saying, ah, oh, the next shipment's coming on Wednesday, so I'm going to go in early and try and pick one up. So. Yeah, I think your only hope in the UK is to go to some small store in the middle of nowhere and see if you can find something. Yeah. But they right. just happen to get a few, but no one wants them. <laughs> a wee, says Grandma. What's one of those? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Do you have a toilet I can use? No, but we have a wee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, enough of uh, we've probably been ranting on far too long, um, but uh, please do send your comments to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. And we look forward to getting some of those letters or your notes talking about them on the next episode, episode 28. Okay. Bye. Bye now.